Thank you for listening to this message from Northwest Hills Community Church in Corvallis, Oregon. You can learn more about our church at nwhills.com. Today, we get to hear the testimonies of our eight interns as they finish their nine-month program. It's incredible to hear how God transformed them while they lived in community, received training, and served with their gifts. After the message, think about your life, because we all have a testimony of what God is doing. What's the story your life is telling? Now, here's today's message. Today we're talking about testimony. We're talking about story uh, through the form of hearing a bunch of different stories from our fabulous interns. But if we were in the book of First John, which we will finish it out next week. So come back next week, one service, 10 a.m. We're going to finish out our whole series. But if we were in First John, we would be in verses 5 through 12. So I'd encourage you to go back and read that. Uh, it's actually one of the most highly debated portions of scripture in the entire New Testament. Uh, not so much about our, who are they talking about. Uh, it's clear that they're talking about Jesus, but there's some components of um, what was happening through Jesus that people just have a lot of different interpretations about. So I figured we'd just skip that one this week and we'll finish it out next week. I'm joking. But on the real, it's, this section is all about testimony. Uh, Jesus came uh, and his life was a testimony. His life was a testimony ultimately to the debate that John was writing about whether or not Jesus was God. And John's saying, look at his life. His life shows you, his life, his death, and his resurrection shows you that he is God. And our lives are also testimonies. Every single one of our lives, every single person here, people will look at us and through us, they will see God somehow. And so when people see your life, what are they seeing? What is the story that your life is telling? We all have a story. We all come in here and, and maybe life is really, really rough right now. And, and maybe the story that will be is, man, God worked through the rough season of your life and continued to show his goodness, continued to show his faithfulness through you. Maybe life's going really well and, and God's doing something through the good times as well. But again, all of us have a testimony. And so as we're going to hear a bunch of different stories today, um, I, want you to, I want you to hear not just that they have a great story, but that we all have a story. And maybe our prayer walking out of here is, God, how are you working on my story? God, what are you doing through my life and how am I full sending? How am I making you known? Whether it's through my, uh, my career, right? Whether it's through my family, whether it's through my friends, whether it's in my neighborhood, God is doing something through all of us, and testimony is powerful. It's important. It's the, it's the living out part of the scripture that we open up every week and read. And so um, I've got a bunch of things that I want to say, but so do you guys, so I will let you share. But before we do that, I've got two students in here, Laura and Bethany. Where are you? Two college students. You, uh, you may not know that we're doing this, but I want you two to stand up real quick. We've got two college students. Yes. Um, <laughs> You don't even know what I'm going to be saying, so that's good. The bravery will clap for you. Um, these two are taken off to the Middle East in, what, a week? A month and a half. For a year. For a year of ministry. Um, you can talk to them about that afterwards, but I just want to pray for you two as you take off out here, and I can't see you because the light's really bright, but I know who you are, and we're going to pray as a family for you right now. So, Father God, we just thank you for these two. Um, their life's a testimony, and they're going to um, full send it this next year. God, as they have been doing this year, as they're fully committed, God, but as they go out to the Middle East, I pray that you would open up opportunities for people to hear the goodness of who you are, Jesus. God, it is through the faithful act of obedient people 
um, that you primarily share about who you are. And so we thank you for these two, that they're willing to do something that is incredibly hard, incredibly challenging, but ultimately will be incredibly good. So God, go before them, go with them, give them boldness. God, I'm not just going to ask for a hedge of protection. I'm going to ask for boldness. God, that they would go out, that they would be strong, and that you would work through them. Lord, thank you for both of them for serving faithfully here. We continue to pray for them as they leave in a month and a half and look forward to their return when we hear the good things that you've done. We love you, Jesus. Amen. All right. Right on. You can find them later. Sorry. I know that's weird, but that's okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to just pass this off to Gary. Gary's going to share us a little bit about what our internship is, and then we'll hear from our students. How are we doing this morning? All right. We'll do something with this one. There it is. All right, so a couple things about our internship. If you don't know much about it, we have a nine-month program where we have people, there's eight of them this year, that live at the church. So they live on the other side of the parking lot. They live in two houses. There's a guy's house. There's a girl's house. And they have been with us for nine months. And on the program this morning, that yellow program, uh, that kind of lists the three areas, the three components on the front side of it. Don't open it up. Don't read too much right now. But it just has uh, the three components of what the internship is. They live in community. So they live together um, in community. They're always around other people that are, that are serving God, that are wanting to take next steps in their faith, that are positioning themselves and saying, we want to receive training because we want to give it out towards other people. Um, the second part about it is that they are, what's it say here? Uh, receiving training. They are positioning themselves uh, every week. They're in multiple meetings. Uh, one meeting every week with me, Tuesday morning, 6.30 a.m. I like to think it's their very favorite part of their entire week. And we're going through books. I think we read through five or six books this year, this past nine months. Um, but they have meetings with their area that they serve in. So Jesse meets with the children's interns. JJ meets with the worship interns. I meet with the youth interns. And then the third area of it is that they are using their gifts to serve the church. They're using their gifts um, to give and to, to pour out into other people and to kind of exercise what God's given them and be able to affect change into these next generations that they're also serving. And so it's a really cool program. It's fun. It's exciting. It takes a lot of work. Uh, but we're totally trusting and believing that God is going to use this in their lives from now until the end of their life to continue uh, taking what they've received and making other disciples. And so this morning, as we have them all come up here and share uh, a couple things for the church, you know, be a good audience, laugh at their jokes. You guys know? So I think, I do think I'm buying someone lunch if you guys don't laugh at their jokes. So uh, I promised them. I was like, they'll laugh. I promise. I'll buy you lunch if they don't. So uh, it's all right. Either way, it's a win. And uh, yeah, we are super excited to hear them share. So I'm going to go ahead and add, invite up the first one. So give it up for John Chafee. Good morning, y'all. So yeah, like Gary said, my name is John Chafee. I got the privilege to be a worship intern this past year, which was super, super fun. So I got to see all your faces from up here, which is cool. So it's good to see no masks or anything. Like I get to actually see all your faces. That's sweet. But God has really worked in my life this past year. And so I want to talk to you guys a little bit about it. About it. So coming into this internship, I was going through a really rough period of my life, and I was realizing I really needed a lot of guidance of how to serve God, how to serve this church, and honestly, how to grow in my personal walk with the Lord. 
And so the first thing God used here was the staff. Um, there have been just such great examples to me about what it's like to serve this church and to love this church. But more than anything, that they're a priority with their walk with the Lord. They love the Lord so deeply. And Gary kind of approached me early on in this internship and said, hey, how's your Bible reading? How's your prayer life? Like, what are you doing in your life to grow closer to God? Do you have any mentors in your life? And I honestly realized I was lacking, you know? I felt like I was doing okay, but I realized that I had way too much weight that I was putting on myself, and I wasn't really reaching to the Lord and growing in that way. So I started praying more through Gary's constant encouragement of like, hey, did you read this morning? I'm like, oh, no, I didn't. So, um, so fortunately, you know, he stayed on me, and I've been able to read my Bible a lot more this year, which has been huge. And then the the second part for this growth for me has been uh, being part of a community group. So I was part of Eric and Amy Wright's community group, which has been one of the greatest blessings I've had in my life. Um, they're such examples to me of what it means to live in like the freedom of, of Christ, the, the peace and the joy that comes with knowing God. And they've been such an example to me. And every single person in that community group has just spoken into my life and has given me so much wisdom and guidance. And I'm super, super thank you, thankful for all of them. So thank you guys. And so, like Gary alluded to, we do have a lot of meetings here at Northwest Hills. Um, more, the morning one is, I'm a little bit grumpy sometimes, the morning one, can't lie. But, um, yeah, I get to do the Tuesday morning, uh, Tuesday morning meetings with the other interns, Gary, and then I have meetings with uh, JJ and Ashley every Wednesday and Friday. And um, it's had such a huge impact on my life. It's been so convicting and encouraging to hear Gary talk and, and uh, bring tons of co tough conversations in with us. And then JJ really talking to us like, hey, what is worship? Like, what's the importance of worship? And what does it mean to be a worship leader? And um, yeah, God has really spoken to me through all these meetings. And I'm just super blessed to be part of each one of those. And uh, yeah, I get to serve alongside these amazing interns that have encouraged me tremendously as well. And so, yeah, and then there, there is my job here. Uh, being a worship intern has been just such a joy this year. Uh, the team that's up here playing instruments and the team back there, uh, they just, just truly love the Lord. They have been such an example to me of what it means to find, find joy in the Lord. Um, and one of the cool things that's been something I've been able to witness has been Thursday night practice. I mean, most of y'all don't get to see that, but we get to come here and practice every Thursday so that we can play here and run through the sound. And what's really cool is I hesitate to even call it a practice. Honestly, it's just a time of worship where we have a lot of fun. So we'll hit a lot of wrong notes and we'll laugh about it and then we'll just restart. But it's amazing to see everyone up here singing, you know, whether that's James Furlow playing the bass and singing or like, um, you know, everybody here just truly worshiping God here on Thursday nights when no one else is here. And then Sunday morning also bringing that energy. And sometimes I feel a little downhearted in the morning. You know, sometimes things don't go as well as we would hope, you know. And just seeing everybody here on this team uh, just have such a passion to serve the Lord and say, hey, let's do it. No matter what happens, we get to worship our Heavenly Father. Uh, what an encouragement that is to me. And honestly, has really guided me to have a deeper appreciation for what like worship truly is. And so, yeah, so to summarize all of this, God has really taught me the importance of being part of a church in a deep way, uh, not to be just a casual attender, but to go all in and be an active participant. And his guidance provision for me this past year uh, through this internship has been beyond my ability to comprehend, to be honest. And I am going to take it all with me as I go into the Coast Guard and wherever else God leads me. So thank you guys all. God bless.
Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm Ashley, and I was a, the other worship intern this year. Um, it was so much fun getting to learn about all that goes into worship, just like John was talking about, just getting to work alongside him and JJ. Um, one of the biggest desires I had coming into this internship was that I'd experience growth. I learned this year as an intern that growth can't be gained without stepping out of your comfort zone. Or how I like to say it, growth and comfort do not coexist. I'm so thankful God's put me in many challenging situations, which left me, oh my goodness, sorry guys, which left me with no choice but to grow. Even when it wasn't easy and it wasn't necessarily what I wanted, God knew it was what I needed. Like facing my anxiety of worshiping on stage, or speaking on stage, like right now. or struggling with seasons of depression. And I don't think I would have been able to endure these trials if God hadn't challenged me to grow in my vulnerability, which led to so much support from my newfound community. When it comes to vulnerability with others, I love skipping the small talks about the weather and instead diving into conversations about the deeper struggles in life. But I'm also notorious for being a hypocrite. When it comes to my own everyday battles, I'm quick to close myself off from any help. I felt that telling others of my issues, whether that was mental health or other areas, would just add to any weight they may already be carrying. I was also rooted in pride, as I was more concerned about looking like I had everything together and not coming across as helpless. The people here at Northwest Hills helped me grow, as they constantly pushed me out of my comfort zone. JJ would take time during our weekly intern meetings to check up on John and I, and wouldn't accept my surface level, I'm fine. Gary also wouldn't take my non-answer answers when asking about her highs and lows of the week. And almost every Sunday, Pastor Josh would make a point to ask how I was doing. It was such a new feeling to have so many other people intentionally seeking me out and encouraging me to open up, even if they weren't the happiest of conversations. Verses like Galatians 6.2 also began showing up throughout my day, which says, carry each other's burdens, and this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Little by little, I noticed how much more I'd grown in not only my relationships with the people around me, but with my relationship with God. I believe he was preparing me for the darker seasons I faced this year. For instance, a few months ago when my mom was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. I was absolutely devastated the weekend I found out, knowing I'd be leading her song on stage, her favorite song on stage. Although it was extremely difficult, I let people like Megan Carstensen, Carissa Larson, and JJ, to name a few, know about my mom and how I felt that I didn't have the strength to come up here and sing about how good God was. If it hadn't been for everyone's prayers and support, I don't know if I would have been able to sing, let alone cope with the worry my family and I were experiencing. I'm so happy to say God did heal my mom as she was cancer-free a month after her diagnosis. (laughs) God is so good. And I am so thankful for all those who prayed for her and continually checked in on me and my family. This just goes to show how much can be gained when you let your guard down and let others in. Looking back at these moments of discomfort, I wouldn't change a thing because I've seen the growth in myself as an individual and more importantly, as a believer. I'm so thankful that I learned to surrender my fear of judgment, pride, and vulnerability to God. Not only is it freeing to open up to others, but I also have made so many meaningful connections in my community. And speaking of community, I'm really excited to continue building relationships with everyone as I'm coming back as an intern next year. So I'll see you guys throughout the summer and next year.
Hi, my name is Kenzie, and I'm a youth intern for the past two years, and I've learned so much. I've grown in my faith more than I ever thought that I could. Before the internship, I never really understood when people would say, oh, the Lord's calling me overseas, or oh, the Lord's calling me to live in Africa. I never really understood that until I was called somewhere. This internship was the first time in my life that I knew the Lord had something planned, and I knew I needed to listen. I decided to move from Texas to Oregon to do this internship, and I thought it was going to be easy, but I experienced the enemy at work. I always thought that if I followed the Lord, it would be easy, but man, was I wrong. I experienced people telling me, how can God call you to another state? Which is something I've thought about with others, but this time it was reversed. My heart ached because I want people to experience the God that I know, and he is mighty. I was told things like, it was wrong of me to leave my family to do this internship. I felt guilty for doing what the Lord called me to do. I felt like I was disappointing my family and that I was a failure. I took these opinions and I put them on myself and became absorbed with guilt. I kept telling myself these lies. Kenzie, you're being selfish. Kenzie, you're a disappointment to the family. And the list goes on. I became extremely angry at the Lord for calling me to do something that people didn't approve of. The enemy wanted me to rethink my decision on doing the internship the first year by putting lies in my head. The first year internship ended, and I felt a call to do the internship again. I thought to myself, this is the year I'm going to be accepted, and people are going to be excited and proud of me. And I know I'm not the only one here. who craves to be accepted and might even go above and beyond to people, please. But I always thought that if I followed God's plan, I would be accepted. But this time, I was wrong. I kept seeking human acceptance instead of the Lord's acceptance, and I had everything twisted. I was so confused why God wanted me to do this internship, and he finally gave me my answer. Doing the internship a second year, I realized that it was I wasn't being selfish and that it was important for me to prioritize my relationship with the Lord. It was important for me to realize that feeling guilty and making decisions based on guilt is no way to live. Living my life trying to please everybody is not what we're called to do. We're called to like live our life pleasing God. We are called to le- learn about our creator and help the Lord gather as many people as we can for eternity. I really craved certain people in my life to approve my decision to move to Oregon. But what I should have been craving all along is the Lord's approval. I only realized this with the Lord's help and people in my community, brothers and sisters in Christ, that the Lord placed in my life to help me realize these lies. People sat down with me and told me truths that I needed to hear. One of them being Megan. She told me that guilt was not from the Lord and that I needed to dig deeper on why I was feeling that way. So I did, and I really think that without her advice, I wouldn't be standing up here. I would be standing up here saying goodbye to my church family, but instead, I am staying. (laughs) So I decided, so I did, uh, sorry guys. So I'm so grateful for people that poured into me these last two years. Another one being Gary the youth pastor, but also the intern director, the guy with the mullet. Everybody knows him. Um, he has been an amazing leader these past two years. I've grown so much, or he's, he's gr- like helped me grow so much um, from youth group all the way to being a better friend. 
Um, Gary is a perfect example of a godly man living for Christ, and I'm so grateful I have in my life pushing me to always seek Jesus in everything I do. Living for Jesus is hard, guys. <laughs> it's hard, but it's so worth it. So when God calls you somewhere, I really encourage you all to listen because you won't regret it. Good morning, Northwest Hills. My name is Landon, and I'm a youth intern here. I've really grown a lot in just, like, my confidence. Coming into the internship, I was really, like, I wanted to put myself under somebody's wing, kind of follow them around. I didn't want to think for myself. kind of just wanted to see what it was behind the stage a little bit. But Gary had other plans. I'm, like, one of the early weeks, <laughs> one of the early weeks on, we had a meeting, and we decided to break up into groups. Like, one person would lead setup, one would do media, one would do games. And Gary put me on the media team, or the games team. Nope, set up. There it is. <laughs> and I felt, it was like really uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me to tell people like, hey, this is what I want to do. So I had to like come out of my shell a lot because I, I was the youngest and it felt kind of wrong to be, I didn't feel like a leader. And during the community groups for youth group, I was really scared when like students would ask me a question that I wouldn't know the answer to because I was scared that I wouldn't be the leader that they thought I was. But now, when a student asks me a question that I don't know the answer to, I get excited. I can write it down in my journal, and it gives me that accountability to go look it up on my own time and get the answer to them. And every now and then, you do get a student that asks a question that comes way out of left field, and you have no idea what the answer, or what their question, like, what they were thinking. And... Being a middle school leader, you've got to, got to expect it. It always comes, and nothing you can really do about it. But <laughs> Also, having a mentor, Clay Dunn, has been super impactful. Having a leader that pours into me has helped me pour into my students so much, and he's been a great example of what it looks like to be a leader. We've been reading through the book of Nehemiah a lot through the, past, through the internship, and we just finished it recently, and Nehemiah is a great example of like, what a good leader is. And as well as Gary, Gary's also, he always says, like, a good leader doesn't do it all himself, but he, like, he shares the load. So being younger and not wanting to tell people, like, what to do, because I felt like I wasn't in that position, it's helped me grow out of it a lot. And I just feel a lot more confident and I'm able to build and step out of my comfort zone. And being, like, on stage with the mic is something I would have hated early on in the internship. But through like leading games, being an MC for youth group, I began to love it. The more I was on stage, the more I wanted a mic. During youth groups, <laughs> during youth groups we'd have megaphones, and me and Cody, during high school, I'd love to just yell and announce and just tell people, just make noise. One of my favorite things to do is walk up to a student and ask them, what would you do if I held the megaphone up to your mouth? And just seeing how they would respond. Catches them off guard, and you get funny answers. So... I'm also planning on doing the internship next year. It's been... <laughs> it was a long-awaited time coming between a few decisions, and I decided that God has a lot more for me to grow, and I've done a lot of growing, and he just showed me what this internship's been and the community and how good it's been. So I'll be around here for year two.
Good morning, church family. I'm <laughs> I'm Melissa Larson, and it's been a pleasure and an honor to serve this church as a children's ministry intern for the past nine months. Coming into this internship, I didn't know what it would mean or look like to work at a church. Even though I've been going to this church for 22 years, <laughs> this uh, internship taught me a lot. One thing I helped with was encouraging our church family to commit to Sundays. Here's what a Sunday morning looks like for a children's ministry intern. We get here at 9 a.m. In this first hour, one of our main tasks is to prep some classrooms. Some of these jobs is making sure the classrooms are clean, snacks are there for the hungry kiddos, and prep anything else a lead teacher may need. At 8.10, anyone who is called to serve is invited to come and pray over the day. Sometimes at these meetings, Shelby and I, the other children's ministry intern, um, would, might be asked to share a bit about what the group is, um, what we could pray over for children's ministry. This opened the door to show our input on what God is doing to this ministry. Thinking about all these tasks often can create a mindset of a challenging Sunday, but God always has a greater plan. For example, one, our beloved children's ministry director, Jesse, was out of town, leaving Shelby and I in charge. On this particular Sunday, a couple of teachers couldn't make it to serve in their classrooms. I started to notice one classroom didn't have a lead teacher only five minutes before church started. I looked to my left, and I looked to my right, and I knew that this was something God was preparing me for uh, through this internship. I was very fortunate for the two ladies that were serving alongside me to serve, to support and encourage me, when, um, which created a great environment to teach the kids so last minute. We all knew God would have way with that lesson, showing that these young children, um, that they are loved not only by us, but by God. This was just one of the examples I encountered over this internship, teaching me about leadership and the goodness of God. One of the most impactful things I learned from God this year was where God has put my heart, finding my serving niche. With that, I want to share how grateful I am to the children's ministry volunteers to come to serve the Lord every or every. Whatever. Um, <laughs> to serve the Lord, <laughs> love on our kids, and make this team a team effort. Jesse, Shelby, and I could not do this without you. Reflecting on this internship, I learned a lot about myself, from how I love on, a, on others, how people can influence me, and to what God calls me to. It's honestly been a tough year, but I'm so grateful to God. This is the path he chose for me. My favorite Bible verse that I think of daily is, The Lord stood at my, strength and gave, or, Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. God constantly was there with me through the hard times and the happy moments. I am incredibly blessed for Jesse, who helped me build, helped build me into a better leader. I am not able to take all these moments to use them for the greater good. I wouldn't have been able to learn these things without this internship. Thank you for letting me be a part of this vision so I could better live my life for Christ. Hello, my name is Mahela, and <laughs> I must say, this time last year, this is not where I thought I would be. Um, I actually had a five-year plan to get a degree to be a therapist. Um, this was a five-year plan that I actually surrendered to God in the chance that, slight chance, he wanted me elsewhere. Um, from that moment on, I put that, like from the moment I put that plan in his hands, I saw him working to take me off my course and put me on his. I left Oregon thinking I wouldn't return, but God brought me back. I came back trusting that since my plan wasn't the way, he would provide a direction. 
But first, I would commit to serve at Northwest Hills, a church in Corvallis that I had only attended a few months prior to leaving, um, but it left an impression on my heart. When I came to Northwest Hills, they were getting ready to introduce the incoming interns, and my friend, who knew of my position, encouraged me to check into it. But I was certain I wouldn't get into it because they had shut down the applications. Uh, I actually ended up talking to Gary, who I had only met once before at the coffee bar. And I told him my journey up to this point, and he encouraged me to imply, apply for the internship. And I had doors on doors closed all this time, but this one was wide open. I came into this internship with no direction of where I'd be after. My only experience leading in ministry was with college students, so I wasn't sure how I'd do leading youth, let alone middle schoolers. Uh, God definitely <laughs> called me outside my comfort zone. I was not confident in this position because everyone else seemed to know so much about youth ministry and I felt like I had nothing to contribute. I started out quite the follower, not wanting to step on anyone's toes. Um, I distinctly remember when I felt like I had made a mistake going into middle school ministry. I was talking to some boys trying to connect because I noticed their glasses and I was like, oh, those are familiar. So trying to be friendly, I was like, wow, I love your pit vipers. And with the most offended expression, he loudly exclaimed, these are Oakleys. And he and his friends stormed off. So thankfully, I was surrounded by amazing leaders who pushed me and encouraged me in growth. I had many opportunities to take on product projects and produce ideas for youth events that helped me grow more confident in my position. I got to see church leaders represent Christ in all they do and learn from them. Being a youth leader, I also got to take on leading my own youth community group of, that consisted of 7th and 8th grade girls. I got to cultivate relationships and watch their relationship with God grow more and more after each discussion. There we go. Some of my favorite memories were when we'd start, like we'd started our coffee hangouts after church. We were able to start a Bible study through the book of James in which we'd meet up every few weeks to check in, um, like meet up for coffee every few weeks to check in. Uh, grabbing coffees with these ladies was always a party and we never ran out of things to talk about. This was a stepping stone into a deeper relationship where they would start coming to me with issues in their daily lives or even just eager to share the praises going on in their lives. I felt so blessed every time one of them wanted to seek out wisdom in their situation. And this was wisdom that every time I gave them any insight, any scripture, they utilized it and they would come to me so excited to share the turnout. Throughout the first half of the internship, I didn't know where I was going or what I would do after I ended. Um, it was nice to have Gary always bringing it up in discussion of next step often, so we interns would be thinking about these things. I kept praying and seeking out next steps uh, when God called me to stop seeking out next steps and to just seek him out. I took an intentional time with support of my leaders in my church and my mentors, Karen Berg and Shirley Lockhart, who were greatly influential throughout this time, to pray and seek out God and develop deeper, deeper relationship with him. I set aside three weeks where I would ask nothing except to know him more, to seek out him and know who he is, his character. By the end of that three weeks, I woke up with clarity that I would go into ministry. This whole time, God had been prepping me to continue his work. I had always thought it was unrealistic for me to go into a career in ministry, and yet God brought me into this internship to show the reality of my situation and how I would help build his kingdom, how I would build, others, build up others to go out and do the same. Today, I will be heading to Tadmore to work as the SALT team lead for summer, where I will get to build up disciples to be sent out and do the same. And after this summer, I get the opportunity to head to Colorado to work in Young Life's Crooked Creek Camp as a year-long intern. I am so thankful for my time here and all the families and people that brought me in, welcomed, and poured into me. Thank you.
Good morning, Northwest Hills fam. I was told I have four minutes, and if you guys have heard me preach, you know I can ramble on forever. So I'll keep this brief. Um, my name's Cody. I am a second year youth intern here. Um, and this year, a lot of things changed. Um, on top of doing internship and school uh, and work, I added on becoming a full time student as well. My plate was so full. I had never had this much work to do. I, I was doing so much. And I thought I could take it. And I could. For the first few months, I was carrying it pretty well. But by December, I, I was run ragged. I was so tired. I, I needed help. I, I couldn't go on anymore. I had too much work. And I thankfully had a community here. One of those people who had been helping me, uh, James Furlow. We meet every single week. And one Wednesday in particular when we were meeting, I came to him and I, I just was laying out, here's what life has. It's so full. It's, it feels like things are falling through the cracks. I feel like I'm falling apart. And through that, I began to hear God speak to me. I began to hear God telling me, you don't have to carry this alone. I've given you this community. I've given you these people. You don't have to do it all. You see, I came into this year with so much pride. I, I realized I was such a prideful person coming into this. I thought I wanted to be a leader. And so I thought to be a leader, I have to be the one guy who can do it all on his own. The guy who could carry it all. The guy who didn't need other people, I could just tell others what to do and take everything and take on more and more and more. But that day, it, it shifted, and I realized in order to be a good leader, I had to start giving stuff up. In order to be a good leader, I needed to learn to depend on people because good leaders aren't the ones who can carry everything. They're the ones who can depend on those around them. I began to depend on people, uh, this church community, depend on you guys for encouragement, for words of advice, and even sometimes to take things off of my plate so that I could have just a little bit more free time. But more importantly, I, I began to learn to depend on God more. I, I learned to depend that even if I can't get all this work done, even if this day ends, the sun goes down, I'm going to bed, and I haven't done as much as I want to, I learned that I could depend that God's doing it. Whether or not I've done everything I want to, God is working. But I also learned, really importantly, that I can stop working. Whenever I wake up, I'm the kind of person that I just want to, like, rush I'm rushing my shower. I'm rushing getting ready so that I can get to my work. But I learned that I can stop. I can slow down. I can come into the presence of God, read his word, pray deeply, and depend on him knowing that I'm going to get the work done that he has for me. And if I don't get it done, it's not the work that he has for me today. You see, I learned to depend on people because I needed to in order to become a better leader. And I'm so thankful that I did learn this lesson. Tomorrow, I'm going to hop in my car and I'm going to drive to Wyoming where I got a job as an associate and lead pastor at a church. 
And I'm going to be taking so much from you guys. I'm going to be thinking of so many things. I could stand up here for like 30 to 40 minutes just talking about all the different times each and every person in here has spoken into my life, has encouraged me, has given me advice, has just been a warm, welcoming presence. I even, you guys know, I mean, I've preached on one of my tattoos. I really enjoy tattoos as like a reminder. And in fact, I got a new one just this week, uh, the Northwest Hills logo, so that I can remember all the things that God has done in here. Before this year started, I, I was so full of pride. I, I, I needed to be broken in order for God to teach me how to be a better leader. And if I can leave you with one thing, it's this. Dependence is hard. It's not easy to depend on others. It's easy to say I can do it better, but the alternative is so much tougher. So I encourage you, depend on others and depend on God. everybody. Um, <laughs> lucky me, I get to round us out. Um, my name is Shelby Segibo. I'm one of the other children's ministry interns here at Northwest Hills. And I would just like to start off by saying how much I love this church. Um, if it's your first time here, this is a pretty interesting Sunday to start off on. Um, but I totally encourage you to come next week as well because we, we always keep it interesting. Um, when I walked through those doors about two years ago for the first time when I was um, coming to this church, I remember being greeted by Pastor Josh and receiving my first of many fist bumps that I would get. Um, we just have a passionate community here that loves Jesus and is working really hard to love the people of Corvallis and everywhere else. So coming into this internship, I was really excited to learn about children's ministry, see behind the scenes at church, and get to know our staff better. I'd specifically like to thank our children's ministry director, Jessie. Um, she spent hours with me as we, we met weekly, and she was just so accessible, caring, and very real. It was really refreshing working with a leader that understood that I was human and that I wasn't perfect, but she really pushed me where I needed it. And so for all that, thank you, Jesse. <laughs> um, and when I try to think of how I've grown as an intern, I think of where I struggled or where I felt like I was pushed. And one thing that I wasn't expecting was how much time I'd be spending with my other interns. <laughs> Um, we had float trips, game nights, movie nights, dinners, hangouts. If you can think of a social gathering, we probably did it. Um, I am a hardcore introvert, and I will tell you, I was exhausted. <laughs> um, and I was even thinking, at times I was questioning, God, why did you put me in this position? But I realized it was so I could grow not only as a ministry leader, but he was showing me how to live in community. I was pushed to try new things, meet new people, and spend a lot of time with people I was just getting to know. I can think back to some specific moments with the other interns where I was thinking, 
Wow, you guys are crazy, but I've just got to go along. Um, There's nothing like riding in the back of a truck, holding on to a timber rack by the strength of my hands to not fly out, screaming at the top of my lungs in the middle of nowhere with that right next to Ashley, or playing touch football on a team where we named ourselves Wet Feet and wanting so badly to fall over and get covered in mud. Or soon after that, climbing under a freezing waterfall, knowing with Kenzie and Mahala, by the way, knowing that I was going to have to hike back up, dripping wet, and with, well, wet feet. I was barefoot also. Um, and then there's also, I was dragged into so many games of sand volleyball, which, by the way, I'm awful at, and apologizing a lot for missing so many bumps. Is that, yeah. And, but I finally nailed my underhand serve, which was really cool. Um, so I know that these all sound like pretty silly adventures, but they were all things that I never would have done if I wasn't with the other interns. And they were a community that was pushing me out of my comfort zone. Um, God was teaching me how to love others well, even when it wasn't easy. I had never met a group of people so different, but we were amazingly united by our passion for ministry and our love for the Lord. Um, we even came together as a unit, as we've said before, on crazy early Tuesday mornings. I will say at 6.30 a.m. breakfast every week sounds just as brutal as it is. <laughs> um, when I was 12 years old, that was when I moved to Oregon, and we moved here with little to no community. And I've had a pretty hard time holding on to friends ever since. But I've met people in this internship that I plan on keeping in my life for a very long time. Shout out to Kenzie. She's my bestie. Um, (laughs) I happen to be getting married two weeks from today. (laughs) Um, And I'm continuing to pursue my bachelor's degree at Oregon State University. So I'll be sticking around for at least another year. But it's really bittersweet to see a few of my new friends go as they follow God's plan for them. So while I did grow as a leader and had amazing ministry experiences, no other experience could have pushed me this hard socially. I know that living in community takes work, and it's definitely not always going to look like what you're expecting. So I never knew how badly I needed to love the Lord and love the people around me. Right on. Oh, my heart's super full from all that. You're a good crowd. You laughed at the joke. You'll be buying your own lunch today. And, and in case Cody's pastor is watching online, he's actually not gunning for your position. He's going to be an associate and youth pastor. You accidentally said lead. That was awesome. Maybe in the future. Maybe he was just uh, talking about his future goals and dreams. So we're going we're gonna to pray for these interns today as we send them out. And um, yeah, just as we all reflect on what our story is, what our testimony is, what God is doing in our lives, we all have next steps to take. And um, yeah, we just should be leaning into that and praying and asking God, God, what do you have for me? So let's all stand together. God, thank you for these interns, for these people that you have entrusted into our care. We just want to ask God that as they go on to whatever stage they're going on to, which it's, whether it's a career, whether it's marriage, 
whether it's sticking it around, whether it's going somewhere else, God, help them continue to go with you. We heard them share this morning stories about dependence and community and confidence and, and knowing how to serve with our gifts or knowing how to just follow a good leader. God, help us all follow you. Lord, help Northwest Hills be a church that goes where you are going, that follows where you are leading, and that leads others to do the same. God, as we are following you, help us make disciples who also follow you. And we praise you, God, for just an amazing nine months that you've given us a chance to live and grow and be in community with one another. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's teaching from Northwest Hills Community Church. We hope you find ways to apply the gospel to your life. And be sure to check out our website, nwhills.com, where you'll find ways to engage with us. And if you're able, we'd love to see you at church next Sunday. Thanks again for listening.